listen to Cousin Henry. They know about wine. Drink responsibly. Hello. Hello. Welcome, Welcome to, to Butler's, Butler's Podcast. Podcast. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year, everybody. We're a couple of weeks in now, so hopefully it's not dry. It's not dry outside. It's horrible outside. So No, everyone should be back on the booze by now. Should We, we all need our comforts, whether it's food or drink or Both. just uh, <laughs> a nice, nice vinous cuddle. Um, but I must pull you up, Cassie Gould, if I may, what? who is uh, Cassie Gould, our resident wine expert and trend predictor. Really? according to Nick Mosley in the Evening Argus. And you really? were interviewed and quoted quite a lot in there. With I have your, a lot to say. With your mooey all over the centre spread. Really? You're predicting the um, the trends in drink for this new year. So the, lots of brand ambassadors are probably getting excited to hear what you really? have to say. Really? I bet they are. Yeah, I can just chops, imagine. Haven't you? You've got some chops. Yeah, so what well, trend you? setting, let's say. Trend setting, Okay. Um, what are we thinking then? Well, thinking lots of different things. Where um, should we start? First and foremost, let's start with Carver. Okay. Because I haven't heard anyone else banging on about it yet. Have you not? But I think either it's going to be a thing or we're going to make it a thing. Okay. Um, because it's a brilliant drink. We love it. Mm-hmm. We have been recommending it for a long, long time. Personally, we would take home a bottle of Carver rather than a bottle of Prosecco. I had one the other night. You did, among many run. other things. Yep. Um, so it's made in the same way as champagne, mm-hmm. which is a good starting point. So the quality control is amazing. It's bottle aged for quite a long time, so it adds complexity to the drinks. The only difference really is that it's made with indigenous grapes from Spain rather than traditional champagne varieties, although they are using bits of Chardonnay and some other more familiar, recognisable grapes. So are you saying that this is going to become a trend? I'm going to say it's making a resurgence. Okay. Because it's had a bit of a poor reputation in the past. Yeah. And I think people tend to, well, as we know, this country in particular, drink a lot of Prosecco compared to any other sparkling wine. Prosecco seems to be the thing. I think, I think, um, not Prosecco, sparkling wine in general might, might, increase i think this year based on absolutely zero information well english sparkling wine is still making a massive sort of what was it it is a trend i suppose um but there's a lot of producers coming out and they're only sort of 12 percent 11 and a half percent 12 and a half percent so lighter styles of wine very fresh very upbeat i think and i would hope and I think this is what you're saying with the carver that people invest a little bit more money and go for quality rather than quantity. Yeah. And I think that Carver producers are definitely moving in that direction. So it's quite exciting times. And they're nothing like English sparkling wine and they're not like champagne either. They're, they have their own unique style, which I think is the, the thing that will make them stand out. And really bit. good value. So we're on our shelf, we've got ones that start at 10 99 and then go up to 60 quid a bottle. Yeah. So sort of end, every end of the spectrum. But the 60 quid a bottle ones are from a producer, which is the top of the range. So in comparison to a champagne or an English sparkling wine, you're getting a massive amount of value for money. Yeah, and the flavour profiles are, are unique to Spain. And, and these producers, I, th- I think it's a mistake, possibly, that everyone's trying to emulate... Not everyone, lots of people try to emulate champagne, um, but champagne is brilliant and it does its, its stuff really, really well. I think it, people who might become more successful are, are possibly like English sparkling wines when you're un- unapologetic English in style with that freshness, that racy acidity, that clean sort of refreshing style of wine. 
And also, I think because I think there seems well. to be a lot of uh, restaurants who are offering small plates, for example, in a sort of tapas style way. Mm. So with that in mind, kava is a perfect drink to have with a variety of food. I like a main course. I like a starter and I like a cheese <laughs> and then I like another starter and I want and them I to like be small on big plates. plates. I like it all. Mm, anyway, so kava, the uh, one thing to point out is that Carver, you might see carvers emerging that will not state carver on the label. Okay. Um, because I think some, especially some of the younger producers, are trying to move away from the poor reputation that it's had in the past. So by not saying it's carver, it's, um, it, it doesn't, what's the word? Well, they're, they're part of this group called the carver de Parage, Parake. I, I don't know how to pronounce that it. word. Um, there are 12 producers in that who, who single vineyards. Lots of Lee's ageing, and they're they're going for the premium end of things. But I think mainly you you, you seek a little bit of um, information from an independent shop who can advise you on um, that sort of information. I think, I think don't get caught up on the the word carver. Find a wine from Spain that happens to be sparkling, and uh, It'll be do some homework. <laughs> oh really? Right. What? Okay. Next, next one. Uh, sustainable packaging. Okay. It's um, environmental issues are all over the news all of the time. Um, we obviously want to do our bit to help the environment. We recycle everything all the time. Um, but uh, the first and foremost, the big one for us that we've moved into is canned wines. So last year, we really we took in quite a lot of canned wines and we started making it our own trend then. Well, that was the plan. Um, we've got some entry-level canned wines, which work very well. And we've got some really top-end uh, canned wines from Larkan, which is a premium uh, producer from California. Mm, from um, Napa. Things have changed. So canned wines that you might have tried a long time ago or in plastic um, taste like plastic and aluminium. They don't anymore because they have something clever that lines the can so you don't get any effect of the wine. It also stores the wine properly so it tastes as it should. Um, it protects... Yeah, it protects the wine from everything. You can crush the little Johnny's down. Yeah, you can for your recycle them easily, um, and you can carry them everywhere. So you can drink it at any time of the day or night it in your handbag you on like the train the rush, on either. the beach, wherever you like. We've just sold some actually online, didn't we, to a fa- very famous film director? Which we is might quite have exciting. Done. We might have done. I'm not saying any names, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think <laughs> that's the, the exciting. Cans, the cans are making a slow start for us. People are still. They're not you wait because this year in. suddenly everyone's okay, going to have them, a and new then trend, it's yeah. A new trend. But we we, we might, sort of we're there. We might also revisit the bag in box wine. I think we might have to have another little look at that because we dabbled with those before, didn't we? Yeah, just so Ten we can have one bags. at home. But they're for good daily for daily consumption because they last sort of say six weeks. They've got the little tap on them, so you can sit the the white one in the fridge. And have it's, you can use it for cooking, you can use it for drinking, you, you know, it's always there and it keeps it fresh. So I think they're quite handy. And But I'm not so sure. I'm not sure if you can recycle the bladders. I'm not you should sure, be able actually, to. on that. Again, it's plastic, I suppose, as far as I know. So I'm sure yeah. there's something else that Don't they've created the now. That, so if there was a sort of, you know, that metallic-y material... But the, you're saving um, the planet because they're not as heavy as if you put 10 litres in glass. So the shipping is, is a yeah, lot more Yeah, it's cheaper. Uh, so hopefully economical. it should be a bit more cost effective as well. Okay, what else have you got? Well, low alcohol. Okay. Which is yeah, not necessarily one for us. Without poo-pooing the whole thing, um, mainly 
for us, I think that wine needs to be balanced like it is with food and anything else. Mm -hmm. So to achieve that, you generally have to ferment wines up to about 11.5-12% naturally, Mm -hmm. which can happen. So you're not adding anything or taking anything away. So we would say we're not going to start stocking some low alcohol wines or wines that have been produced especially to show low alcohol. So we're not going to have anything that's a diet wine like we don't buy diet foods. Um, There are, however, wines that we stock that do naturally have lower alcohol. And when we say lower alcohol, we're talking 11.5-12%. Or for some of the sweeter ones, you can get something like a Moscato with a little bit of fizz to it for about 5%. Yep, Which are really good aperitifi drinks and with desserts. Muscadet, Vigna Verde, these are lighter alcohol wines, German wines, English wines, lighter mm. alcohol, not low alcohol. Vigna Verde, like the Raza that we have from Portugal, is um, 11.5%. You wait, in about six weeks' time, when everyone's just been asking for non-alcoholic drinks, we'll have a range of about 50. Hopefully. Well, we can start selling the 16 percenters then. Let's just come and get some Amarone. <laughs> Specialist. We are a wine shop, and so I think we we haven't got any sweets or crisps. No, we're um, not we're, going we're, to. And other drinks that are very nice that haven't got alcohol in belong in a grocery store, and we are a wine shop. Yes. And that's why we have wine, and, and the wines contain alcohol. And uh, on the reds as well, there are some reds. Where would you go, Henry, to buy some I'd alcohol, go to the Butler's lower wine cellar. alcohol oh, no. wines? I'd go to Germany. I'd go to Austria. Not so, not so much Austria, actually, Germany. Yeah, the Austria, the Zweigel. So we've Again, got some nice 12%. we've got Plumpton Pinot Noir, um, which is, uh, I think, a 10 or 11%. Plumpton being the local college that yeah, makes wine. the wine college made it especially for us. Um, Red Loire on some of them, not all. It's a cooler climate, so the, the don't get so much sugar in the, in the grapes, and so they sort of ripen off at the... And give you a wine at about 12%. Some of the Chinons in particular. In fact, most of the Chinons we've got are about 12%. But if you're if you're worried, generally worried about the alcohol, then you you have the option to drink less and um, have some but water, have something better, maybe, <laughs> and drink better. water in between. Can do that. You could have a can of wine. I don't you know don't need to have a whole bottle. A good then. Level, what's a good level of alcohol and what's not a good level of alcohol? I think it's I got to taste know. nice. This is the thing for us. That's what people it forget. Has, yes. Maybe just enjoy it. Give me something nice for this price point. Yeah, and if you I don't want say. a headache, get something from a nice independent shop where you know it's come from a smaller producer. You could possibly look at the organic, you know, uh, biodynamic. That leads us on to another trend, actually, which is ongoing, which is um, people's interest in natural, organic, biodynamic and vegan wines seem to be in higher and higher demand. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, never really been an issue because nearly all of our wines fit into those categories because we do tend to work with smaller producers. So we know where they're coming from. They're not producing huge volumes. They're certainly not adding chemicals to the wines. And most of them don't use um, pesticides or chemical fertilisers. Yeah, I think, again, um, you, again, just I think it's more important to find something that you like the taste of, uh, you're interested in, and you find that that particular wine is good value to you. And most of these things, uh, if, if it's a good wine that's made well, people don't want to throw a lot of chemicals at it. No, because so, they want it to taste like the fruit. They like the purity of the fruit and the wine yeah it's a bit of a frustrating sort of chat isn't it really all of this well because we there it is because we've always had it 
So it's not something that we've just joined a bandwagon and changed our entire range. We've got about a thousand wines that fit into these categories. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Yes, because I write tasting notes all day long for them. All right, all right. Okay, uh, Eastern European and emerging regions, I think, will become more popular. Um, I guess, again, we've worked with um, Austrian wines and Slovenian wines for a long time, which are superb. German wines. Yep, German and Georgian. So last year we've worked with a lot of um, Georgian wines made from the Saparavi grape in particular. Yeah, they've worked really well. Um, One of them on the wine list at Wild Floor. They're flying through that. Yeah. Really, really good value as well. Yeah, Um, really lovely. I I had one at Christmas, actually. I think um, Greece will, more Greek wines will just become more like table wines. Yeah, more commonplace. Yeah. Um, rather than just people coming back from holiday in Santorini and saying they want a Greek wine for Yeah, I think they've pounds. built up over the years, haven't they? And they're, I think they're more, uh, you find them on more restaurant wine lists, people recognise them. We've got some, some stunning Greek wines as well. Yeah, not enough. No, that'll change though, I'm I think. not allowed to buy them. Well, things might change this year. If, people, if there's demand for it, then we can any. have them. I think Armenia, um, I think people are going to be asking for wines from these... Types of countries. I don't think Armenia will become a trend, but I, I <laughs> will eat my. Yeah, you wait. Something. And have a range I'll of Armenian wines. If, if this time next year you, you can say, I told you so. And we're getting some Hungarian wines in in the next couple of weeks yeah. some, from some newer, younger producers. Got to order those things, haven't I? Um, I'm putting that off for a while. So, yeah, I think Eastern Europe anyway. Again, they might need to explaining because sometimes in these other yeah, languages, indigenous it's hard grapes. to know which is the grape variety, the region or the producer. But We've made Portuguese work. Yeah, that's good. Um, I guess these are just a couple of pointers. Pink drinks. We don't really need to go into detail, but I think everything will be pink. We I, might I have, don't know where you're going with this, but I, I don't... I think probably more like in the cocktail spectrum. As a colour. But uh, I think we'll end up with possibly some pink gins, maybe some rhubarb, some pink infused things. The pink drinks will be a thing. Good point. I think some pink. I've been offered some pink gins this week. Oh, there we go then. Ready mixed. Yeah, you see. You see. In sustainable Why, packaging. I, I order. Um, hard seltzers as well. You keep banging on I about know. this. I know. I've got no idea what these it's things are. It's an American are. I don't thing. Need them in my life. No, we don't need them. I don't have so we're probably not going to be selling them. I? Is that is, is that the same? It's basically fizzy water with alcohol in. Well, that doesn't sound very attractive, does it? Well, like vodka and like, tonic. No, that's when I would suggest that you have a vodka and tonic or a gin and tonic if you want fizzy water. It'd be like a can of, I don't know. Elderflower and lemon pop, which okay, will be five like percent alcohol. 5% alcohol. Like yeah, al- like a yes, like a grown-up modern-day hooch. Okay, that you mainly drink when you're fourteen. Yes, and okay. and yes, and it tastes a bit like saccharin. Oh, well, I look forward <laughs> to this trend. Yeah, really. We won't be selling them. <laughs> I, I tell don't you think. what, I love tomato juice. Well, yeah, you could have that with a splash of vodka. Yeah, and then you're getting on one of your five a day as well. Yeah. What else have you got? Okay, on this we're nearly there. I, I only put rum because everyone. Well, I thought rum I was going to be a trend be last really year. I think um, White rum. Rums. 
might take off this year because people have been talking about it a lot. Gin is still a massive trend, it seems. Um, we've got loads of gins and there are, we get offered gins twice a week, probably, new gins. Rums but I do think, seem to be very popular, don't they? I yeah, but it's, and a bit I, more complex. And I think there'll be English rums and English whiskies as well. We we struggle to, to sell the white rums for some reason and they make a lovely long drink and not just complicated cocktails. I think even with tonic and stuff like that, it's just a simple, longer drink with a load of ice and lime in it. I think it's delicious. And spiced rum as well. I think I might favour a rum instead of a gin at the moment. Yeah, in this weather in particular. And it's a lot more complex. You can have a sipping yeah. rum, you can do cocktails. And it's, it's not versatile. That some of the more the aged rums um, that have been in oak for a long time are not a massive gear shift. If you're a whiskey drinker, you might mm. wander into the rum section. Yeah, I think we maybe need to strengthen our section on that as well. I think we should indeed. I think that's probably your best tip. Really? Although, having said that, I really want to make vodka a thing because it's my thing. Because that's the only thing that you drink. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be seeking out some more vodkas. And there's a couple of tequilas and mezcals I'd like to have a look at. Lucky dip in this house, isn't it? You think you're going to pick up a bottle of water and and some (laughs) of them have got vodka in them. Yes, maybe for the train journeys. Yeah, the handbag. I don't really understand, understand this trend thing. Is I, I, why, why do these trends happen? Why do, are people so obsessed with them and worry about them? Myself, I don't tonight, think they do. I think I'm going to have a gin and tonic, then I'm going to have some German white, and then I'm going to have some South African syrup. That's okay, how, you've that's already how decided. So that's yeah. like starter main In a Janu- dessert. On a January night. And I think well, that's... I, I'd like, I still want the choice all year round. I think I that's the point. Nice there is choice. There is still choice. So the trends will be in the public eye. But the masses Because they'll do. be in the press, yes, because people will set the trends and then there'll be a lot of publicity and promotion about all these things. But ultimately, you can still get whatever you like. You don't have to follow the trends. Free thinking. But the good thing is that it possibly opens you up to trying things that you might not have heard of or tried before. Oh, so like it's highlighting things. things. Yeah, it might be your favourite thing. Yeah. We'll do a podcast in six months and that's all you're drinking. Out of one of those, like the tequila gun things, gum belts <laughs> that was seltzers in them. I don't think they'll come in like that. I'm not dispenser. sure that's sustainable packaging. No, you're probably right. <laughs> Right, so, so uh, I think yeah. that, well, so we could probably carry on. What do you think the message is about trends? Um, How are we going to leave the, 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 um, the punters here with a, with a good, strong I message? I think come and investigate some of the trends, in particular Carver. Yeah. And you make... know, there are some things that you should look at and sustainable packaging. There's a good message behind that kind of thing. So try a canned wine before you judge it. And I would say that a trend might be that people will become more interested in wine and more interested in quality rather than yeah. quantity and seek out, I think, be more experimental, buy more wine that you don't recognise, take advice, and let's put some of these more unusual wines on the map. There we go. There we go. Job done. Happy New, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Tata from Cassie, Henry and me, of course.